It is a privilege to be here to discuss with us once again this morning. Uh, let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. We ask that you reprove us, correct us, and instruct us in righteousness, that we may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting God. In Jesus' name. Amen. So welcome once again. I would like to start this morning with a message to those of us who have been waiting on God in this year of the overflow for that promise to come through. You are going to walk into God's blessing at a time and a moment when God and God alone will take all the glory. That's how it will happen suddenly and effortlessly because God wants and will take all the glory not you not any human helper or facilitator but God himself you will experience the overflow as he has promised and all glory will return to him you wonder why God wants to take all the glory well uh, there are reasons for that he wants you to know that it is him and him alone who came through for you so that you can get sharper and more experienced in waiting on him so that you can depend totally on him for things and situations to come in the future so that it becomes easy to live a life of total trust and dependency in God so that the world can see what he can do in your life and draw near to him through your testimony. So, what do you do? Be expectant. Something is cooking. Something is in the works on your behalf, even in this year of the overflow. So, rest in his love. Don't be perturbed or anxious. Now, Hebrews 10, 23 in the NLT says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promises. First Thessalonians 5:24 says, God will make it happen. For he who calls you is faithful. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. You know, this reminds me of uh, one story like that. Uh, the story of a dog and the elephant who both uh, got pregnant right about the same time. You know, for the dog, after three months of gestation, the dog had six beautiful puppies. After about another six months of raising and winning those pups, the dog became pregnant again. Three months after that, she whelped again to another set of puppies. Now, so this was now the pattern that pattern continued until about the 18th month. Meanwhile, the elephant was still carrying her initial pregnancy. So the dog went to the elephant saying, sister, what's going on? Are you sure this is not a pseudo pregnancy? Uh, you know, uh, she said it's because uh, among dogs, uh, pseudo pregnancy is a condition in dogs where a female carries a false pregnancy that mimics every physiological outlook and presentation of a normal pregnancy. 
So she noted with concern that she had wealth three times in the last 18 months to three sets of beautiful puppies. And the female puppies in the first litter were now grown and mature enough to be pregnant while the elephant was here to put to bed. So the ele elephant calmly replied the dog saying, sister, there is something you must understand though. What can, what I carry is not a puppy, but an elephant. It takes me two years to bring forth what is on my inside. When my baby hits the ground, the earth feels it. Glory to God. When my baby crosses the road, people stop to watch in awe and admiration. You see, what I carry draws attention because what I carry is mighty and is great. So hear this today. If you are expecting a blessing to manifest and it seems to tarry, don't despair. When, in your opinion, the overflow seems to be manifestation in the lives of people around you, and it seems it's not reaching your side yet. Rejoice with them. Don't be anxious. Don't be envious. Your time comes shortly. What you are pregnant with is mighty. What you are carrying is great. A mighty purpose is silently incubating in your life. And soon, rather than later, you will bring forth. So if you are looking up to God for something specific, do not be weary. Keep looking up to him. Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking up unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Glory to God. The NLT says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Amen. Psalm 34, 5 says, they look unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. In the NLT, that same verse says, those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. Amen. Glory to God. The author and the finisher of our faith. You know what this means? It means Jesus conceived and conceptualized our faith. He developed the inner workings of faith. He wrote out the rudiments and the manual on how to get the best result out of our faith. He dotted the I's and crossed the T's. He didn't stop there. He put it to work. He launched it. He did this by coming to this world as a man, living by faith. Jesus didn't just institute faith, he lived by it, perfecting it so that we also might live by faith, so that the just can live by his faith. You know, if faith were an edifice, yeah, a skyscraper, Jesus is the architect, he is the structural engineer, he is the civil engineer, all in all, the foreman and the artisan. He is the one who drew the bill of lading and the financial part partner who provided the funding from foundation to the penthouse. And he is the project manager who oversaw how the entire thing came together into a solid structure that will stand the test of time, not like uh, the ones that collapsed in Lagos in recent times. Looking onto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So this morning, it is vital of vital importance that we look up to him, that we hear him and listen to what he is telling us. 
it is imperative that we hear him accurately. Interestingly, this week there has been a lot of instructions coming forth on the need to hear what God is telling us on the individual level. On Wednesday, Pastor Tosin touched a little bit on this when he said that God is always talking. People from other platforms also saying the same thing. Earlier this week, I listened to Reverend Badio Gulano also talking about listening to God, hearing God clearly. Just this morning, there was a direction towards God's leading in our prayers, led by Sister Itzini. So there is something about hearing from God, especially now. You see, God is always talking to us. He does this using different channels. This is not really the focus of our talk today. I just would like to stress how important it is to hear from God. Hearing from God provides crucial leading for our everyday lives. God desires to expose vital information to us on the go in order to help us live victoriously in all aspects of our lives. A lot of us have, however, over-spiritualized the issue of hearing from God to the point that it has robbed us of the simplicity with which God intends to deal with us. What I mean by that is we have shrouded it in so much mystery that uh, to the point that uh, it has become quite ambiguous. We lose focus of the fact that God lives on our inside. We are his temple. And the simple reason for that is that he wants to talk and be involved in every part of our lives. Let me quickly say that simplicity here does not mean casual. Rather, it means normal, a normal thing in our lives. God wants our hearing from him to be a normal occurrence and experience of our lives. He has no desire to hide his plan from you. So we need to disabuse our mind of the notion that you have to do something special, some, some kind of special fasting or participate in some special prayer before God can speak his mind to you. In fact, it is when hearing from God has become a normal thing in your life that you can actually take those issues that require special attention or require more clarity to him in those deeper arrangements where you can tell him, Lord, let me have a deeper insight into this particular matter. God reaches us through our spirit and not our feelings or our thoughts. No matter what channel he uses to speak with us, it is our spirit that gets exposed to the information God has to share with us. It is our spirit that receives that information. Your spirit is where guidance and instruction is delivered. That is why the Bible says in, Psalms, in, in Proverbs 20, 20, 27, that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Our spirit is what possesses the ability to receive, interpret, and communicate to us what God is telling us per time. In this system, the life of God in us has enabled our spirit to receive and react to information, thereby provide, providing guidance to us. We must therefore desire accuracy in hearing God through our spirit. Now, to do this, we must stay sharp in the spirit. This will require us to reallocate our attention and time to spiritual things, especially praying in the spirit. 
Bible says in Ephesians 6, 18, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. You see, at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. This is the provision God of God to us to stay sharp in the spirit, to enable our spirit, spiritual antenna, to enable it to make sure it is up all the time to catch what God is telling us. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the tongues more. Pray in tongues more. We must therefore readjust our priorities as children of God, especially with things on which we spend considerable time. We must fast off certain things just to get ourselves to that point where we don't miss what God is telling us. We have a responsibility to remove any impediment or anything that may block the signals, so to say, you know, the, you know, our spiritual antenna has to be up. It's like receiving signals, you know. So anything that will block those signals, we need to remove them. You know, if you check the statistics these days uh, on mobile screen time spent on social media, consuming videos <clears throat> and other graphical content, it is overwhelming. Children of God are part of these statistics too. The truth is that we consume a lot of things that have the potential to make us blunt spiritually and dull our sensitivity to God's voice. We're exposed to content that lures us in very subtle fashion to spend more and more time feeding our eyes and ears on them. Some of which, some of these things stay in our minds. They linger there and even have the potential to alter and influence our vocabulary. You know, before you know it, you're already uh, talking in that fashion. We must make deliberate adjustments on the number of hours spent on phones and movies and those other things each of us knows take, take up our time that may otherwise be put into fellowshipping with God at our individual levels. Things that take up time and add nothing to us things that lead us into unfruitful gossips and cycles. We need to reallocate those hours to praying in the Spirit. This way, we will be following the instruction that says pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 7, 1. 2 Corinthians 7, 1 says, Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Hebrews 12, 1 also says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips up us up, let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. So this one, let us also remember to do self-checks to discover some of those unpleasant weights like unforgiveness, malice, etc. that may be lurking somewhere around the corner of our hearts and shed them quickly in order that we may now be lightweight, ready to go extra mile, praying in the spirit. And as we do this, Hearing God talk to us becomes normal and sharper. He will expose secrets to, do, to us because he knows the beginning from the end. 
and the end from the beginning. Wouldn't you love to hear from such a person who knows everything? Hearing from him is all you will ever need because it will, it will make your life easy every day. Spiritually, socially, financially, in every other way. You will always know what to do. It will eradicate mistakes and missteps from your life. It will be your secret of success. To us this morning, the Lord is saying, spend time with me. Give me your time so I can tell you all that I want to tell you. He is the lover of your soul. Just imagine the relationship between a man and a woman who share genuine love with one another. The Bible says in Proverbs 30, 18, that there are three things that are amazing. No, four things that I don't understand. How an eagle glides through the sky, how a snake slithers on a rock, how a ship navigates the ocean, and how a man loves a woman. You know, when a man loves a woman, they share any and everything. They can talk about the most mundane things as well as the most serious things. They are not afraid of telling each other things because of the love that exists be between them. The woman has the man's, what you call, mumu button. To him, she can do no wrong. They can, they can, you know, both of them can't wait until the next time they meet to share and plan together. And as usual, talk with one another. These days, it's even easier. Technology has helped them to stay in touch 24-7. So, he is a lover of your soul. When you have perfected the art of hearing from God, life is rigged in your favor. Like Sister Yetunde led us in prayer this morning. God's leading helps us not to miss our opportunities. It provides clarity in all our affairs. When God's voice and what he's saying is clear to you, great things happen. You know, when Moses heard God speak to him, it changed the course of his life. He was one man who knew how to listen to God. He did great things by just listening to God and receiving guidance for everything he did. He led the children of Israel out of Egypt through the wilderness for 40 years just by listening to God. A nation of over 3 million people was fed, nurtured, and catered for all those years based on instructions received by listening to God. In Genesis 26, Isaac's great, Isaac, Isaac became great. You know, he became great. His greatness could be traced to his ability to hear God's, God clearly. God instructed him not to go to Egypt when there was famine in the land. He told him to dwell in Gerah, and he prospered him greatly. Wouldn't you like to receive instructions concerning your business and investments or your job? What a victorious life that will be. It comes by getting sharper in the spirit. One of the most important channels by which God speaks to us is his word. Every scripture is backed by God's voice. Every scripture is laden with instructions as it gets exposed to your spirit. That is why what a particular scripture impresses on your, in your spirit today may not necessarily be the same tomorrow when you read it again. Like a man of God said, behind every scripture is the voice of God. Behind every scripture is the voice of God. This is a powerful statement that should compel every child of God to run back to God's word and make it their food day and night. Let's look at 2 
Timothy 3, 16 to 17. 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. It says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and, it, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. If you want direction for life, get down with the word. If you want to be made perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works, expose your spirit to the word of God. We all must make up our minds to get intimate with the word in order to hear God's voice. No wonder the psalmist says in Psalms 419 verse 162. It says, I rejoice in your word like one who discovers a great treasure. Have you seen a rabbit with carrots before? You know, as a child, we kept rabbits and guinea pigs in my, in my, in my family house in Ibadan. The rabbits knew how to treasure their food, especially something like carrot. You could actually see the joy express, ex, ex, expression in their eyes as they munch away at the carrots, holding it with care. In some literature, this verse of the Bible is illustrated with drawings drawings of a rabbit holding and eating a carrot. I rejoice in your word, like one who discovers a great treasure. So we must treasure the word of God if we desire to hear God speak to us clearly. This morning, as we go about our lives, I would like to leave us with a word from God, an instruction from the mouth of the master, passed down through the ages. In Matthew 6, 33, Let's open our Bible to Matthew 6, 33. It says, But seek ye the kingdom, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things that the world is dying and running over themselves to get, they shall be added to you. This is God's word. I would like us to expose this scripture to our spirit in our meditation. This is a very instructive word from Jesus. It says, shift your focus to the prosperity of God's kingdom and the overflow you will experience will come in a gush. The voice of God is behind this scripture like every other scripture. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The Lord is asking us to look out for the good of the kingdom in all that we do, and allow him to mind the overflow you are expecting. Now, for those of us returning to school, after such a long asso strike, God is saying, seek my kingdom. Let your campus experience God's love through you. In our neighborhoods, promote Jesus. Showcase the kingdom. In your business, let every move and strategy take the kingdom of God into consideration. Favor his cause. Be his witnesses to this dying world. Seek to promote the increase of his kingdom everywhere you are. To work, 
at play at home. Be Christ's ambassadors. Let it be top priority for you. Let it occupy first position in your heart. Fulfill your end of the bargain and watch God fulfill, fulfill his own end. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Not one, not two, all. As we obey his word, the Lord will lift us and show us, show himself strong in our face. Every one of us in Kingsville Church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for staying with me this morning. Have a wonderful day.